0: Good morning. morning. Bless you for your patience, uh, all. I just want to say that my job today is to ensure that you'll be really glad that Pastor Travis is coming back soon, okay? (laughs) Um, So that's my job. I also want you to know that it was my intention to wait, and and Travis, if you're listening, to intentionally wear Tar Heels blue in my shirt. So um, there'd be some degree of encouragement. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for um, what you give us. You got us here today, Lord. Oh, what a struggle. What a struggle it is every day. There's something always right before us. So open our ears uh, to hear you, the ears of our heart. And open the eyes of our heart as well to see you and to be encouraged only by the power of your spirit Working in us and among us. We pray this in your name. Amen So um, I have some questions for you that I would love to just throw out to start with I pray, God, they are relatively applicable to all of you, wherever you're at. The one thing that's really true as a person coming in to speak, since I'm not your pastor, um, I don't know your stories. I don't know your personal stories. Behind every single face here, there's a story. Uh, some of you would prefer not to share it with others. Others of you look, think of the person to your left or your right, and say, "Praise God, I don't have their story." Uh, but nevertheless, we are all here. Well, we're all under construction. We all uh, have needs and issues and so forth. So, are you facing some challenge um, today, right here uh, today, in your life that is really hindering your forward progress? You know, you've been trying to go forward, you've been trying and trying, but it seems like there's always something right in front of you that is hindering the way. Uh, do you find yourself at times discouraged, maybe even depressed about the future? You look down the road and you go like, yeah, I don't like what I see. Uh, are you in that situation? Do you find yourself wondering uh, why the way has to be so hard Okay, why does it have to be so difficult? Why does life have to be so challenging? I know I ask those questions. Sometimes I feel, even with me, and I'm, I'm young, believe it or not, um, um, it's kind of like learning to walk all over again. You know, that's, that's what it's been feeling Like to me right now in my circumstances. So here's the question of the day. What does it take for you? What does it take for us? What does it take for a Christian a disciple a follower of Jesus Christ to walk with God? What does it take? So hopefully we'll address that, but I want you To have and there's nothing up on the board. My apologies I want you to have this one point perfectly clear If you go away with anything, please take this with you, that learning to walk with God um, takes daily uh, open vision and absolute trust Um, in spite of the obstacles, in spite of the uh, disabilities that are debilitating to you that inhibit your forward progress. So basically, uh, learning to walk with God takes open vision and absolute trust in spite of what is right in front of you, let's say, that's inhibiting your forward progress. So that's the whole point of the whole deal. Uh, you can go, so that's that's it. Some of you know my story, some don't, so I'll try to keep it really brief for those of you that don't. I've been in pastoral ministry uh, for over 30 years um, so that would make me an old guy i guess by some standards i started actually at uh, first baptist church in 1984 so just down the road that's that's i cut my teeth on that church uh, and some of the wonderful people know how much it hurt for me to bite down on them And uh, I was active and engaged even then. And all the years I've been involved in pastoral mentoring, um, especially with Vision New England. And uh, so after 25 years at First Baptist up in Yarmouth, where I was senior pastor there, I decided, uh, I didn't decide. I really felt very strong it was time to step away from pastoral ministry and enter completely into mentoring ministry. Mentoring other pastors uh, And other ministry leaders So that's what I Set out to do It was wonderful And uh, the first year uh, I have to confess in front of all of you That I felt so wonderfully free And liberated not being a pastor any longer So please pray for your pastor Okay That's not in the notes I'm just telling you that It's please pray for him Um, But as the year continued, and especially into 2017, I started developing some symptoms that were strange, unusual, didn't make any sense. I was still working out in the gym. I was still showing up every day, you know, working out, lifting weights, running, all that kind of stuff. Um, But by 2017 of June of 2017, I absolutely had to stop working completely, all the jobs, everything I was trying to do, everything I was feeling led to do, I couldn't do any of it. Katie, bless her heart, we've been married for more years than I've been in ministry. By the way, I promised her, I said, she didn't have, it's not in here. Um, I said uh, to her that, uh, don't worry, you don't have to be a pastor's wife. You'll never, I didn't, I didn't figure I was gonna be a pastor. So, see, God works in mysterious ways. We've been married for a long time, but at that point, the symptoms were getting weird. I just didn't understand. We went to doctors. We checked out all kinds of stuff. Finally, I had a brain scan, and uh, the neurologist said, well, we know where it is. We don't know what it is. Now, that sends a chill through your heart. And so, finally, in September of 2017, They said the only way they're going to be able to absolutely, definitively uh, determine what I had, they'd have to do a brain biopsy. So I did that in September. Unfortunately, I was not asleep during the procedure, but it was uh, pretty invasive. And uh, recovered from that, and they said, well, now we know what you've got. Great. What do I have? It's called PML. PML, I'd never heard of PML before, uh, and it's a, uh, uh, the, the, the actual name is really lengthy, uh, progressive multifocal leukeoencephalopathy, which basically means it's progressive uh, uh, disease of the nerves in your brain, they start shutting down, uh, it's progressive meaning deadly, it'll take you out, it'll finish you off. Um, and that's what it is. So you gradually just lose your abilities. So that's what we were told back in September. So I, loving the Lord and the Lord loving me, both of us, we just planned we were not going to be around till Christmas. That was just the way it was going to be. Uh, but we went to a prayer meeting in October of 2017. A lot of brothers and sisters in Christ people got around us and prayed. It was wonderful. Uh, at that particular time, I would say I was really crashing all the symptoms I had were horrible Um, they were I had double vision I had an eye patch on I was in a wheelchair Um, I was losing all my bodily function abilities Uh, certainly couldn't raise my hands couldn't talk Uh, riding in the car made me nauseous you know I had vertigo so it was a mess (laughs) so I went into that prayer meeting People poured out lots of prayer over us, and uh, as a result of that no electric current flowing through me, no warm fuzzies, no nothing. I didn't notice any change whatsoever. All I noticed and felt was the presence of God and the love that he had for me through his people. That was it. We went off and were joined. I was joined into a study in Bethesda, Maryland, to study PML, uh, and we entered that program. They got some base numbers in December, I believe it was. They flew us back down in January, and I was noticing, actually, that my symptoms were getting better. I was supposed to go down for treatment. Instead of getting treatment, they said, well, they were very excited. They said, "Uh, your symptoms Are improving and your numbers dropped radically we don't know we don't understand it you know and I said what should I do and they said or I said uh, yeah what should I do and they said just keep doing what you're always doing so I said great let's pray so we prayed right there in my hospital room with the medical staff Um, so uh, long story short on that uh, I've been gradually improving ever since then quite to the doctors not getting it or understanding it. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm also grateful. I want to say to you, uh, to Summit Church, that you guys have been praying for me, for us, for a long time. And I am so incredibly grateful for that. So thank you. If I don't say it to your face, I'm saying it now. Thank you. And by the way, uh, please keep praying because it ain't over yet. As you can see, I'm still in progress. Um, So... You know, while I was realizing all of this, uh, I I know back in March, last March of 2017, I came in in a wheelchair for the first time. We were coming back to church. Um, I couldn't lift my arms. I couldn't do a thing. I could hardly, I definitely couldn't sing. Uh, I'm getting back, being able to do all of that. So thank the Lord for that. Um, But while I'm doing all of this, I'm sitting here as... You can perhaps imagine going like so god i don 't get it, so i 've served you for thirty some years as a pastor of a church i 've listened to everybody 's story I've visited hospitals i 've been everywhere, and now this is what i 'm supposed to st- now I could have just said, You know what." I'm done with you, God, you know, but never cross my mind. <laughs> he's been with me all along through this whole journey. He is not done with me yet. He's not done with you yet. Amen? Yeah. Uh, he's not done. So um, um, <laughs> turn to somebody next to you and say, he's not done with me, me yet. Go ahead. He's not done with me yet. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Some of you are going like, good, yes. I've been waiting for you to say that for a long time okay that wasn't in the notes either but that's how it is um so I've been really observing though and this often happens with me in my walk is if I obsess on something that's right in front of me just think about over and over and over again usually the Holy Spirit's trying to tell me something about it through it well guess what I've been staring at for a long time yeah I've been learning to walk again physically but I'm also spiritually learning to walk again, too. I've been walking with Jesus since the 70s. I'm looking around. There are a few of you that weren't even a glint in your parents' eye uh, in the 70s. Uh, so, but I've been walking a long time. But as sure as I'm sitting here, I am still learning to walk with God, period. End of statement. So the thinking is... So what is going on in me physically? How does that apply to me spiritually? So let me just throw this out for no extra charge. Um, I've made some observations about walking. Uh, Observations about walking. First observation is this. It ain't natural. It's not natural. how many of you have watched, uh, let's say, a toddler try to walk, you know, and, and, right? I mean, it's cute, isn't it? Isn't it sweet? I mean, they wobble around, they drool out their mo- side of their mouth, they accidentally, they lose balance, and they fall. Boom. Just like that. Everybody says, oh, isn't that cute? Well, I'm here to tell you it's the same thing for an adult. You drool out the side of your mouth. You try to hold balance. You even fall except you don't fall on, uh, you know, six inches on a huge padded diaper. That's the difference, okay? And it certainly isn't cute, okay? So uh, it ain't natural. Second thing that I've uh, observed about walking is it takes patience. Patience. Uh, I'll have to patiently push forward and persevere. Just push forward, persevere. I have to keep pushing forward and persevering. That's what walking is. Um, third thing is, there are two key components that I just have been obsessing on in terms of walking, learning to walk. Um, the, uh, one is vision and the other is trust. Say vision and trust. Okay, so those two components I have to have in order to walk, okay? So. Um, I'd like to tell you a few things about vision and trust if you are with me. Are you with me? You good? I'm going to try desperately to keep your attention. I'm used to walking around, you know, like Travis does. I love that. I think that is so good. You know, you have to help people listen. (laughs) It's hard to sit there, right? Say yes. (laughs) Okay, so it's tough. So let me tell you about vision. Vision, initially for me... um, I was anxious, anxious, okay, uh, at PT. Uh, in fact, anxious is an understatement, it's terrified, but for the most part, anxious, okay? So my vision was limited. It was narrow, it was restricted. It was continually looking down at my feet, um, uh, shuffling along, stumbling along, crouched, uh, guarded, protected, um, and, but been, you know what they've been telling me? Um, and by the way, I was doing all that while I was trying to stay balanced, upright. Okay? This is what they've been telling me. It's not about being anxious. It's about awareness. Awareness. Uh, this is what they've been telling me. They've been saying, here's what we want you to do. We want you to uh, take note of everything going on in the room around you. Just look around you. Yeah, Well, for someone like me, that means getting dizzy and vertigo and all that. But we want you to look around. Take note of everything going on around you. Um, and then they said, we want you to look to the left. We want you to look to the right. And by the way, one other thing we want you to do, we want you to look up. <laughs> look up. and kidding me. Look up? I'd rather look down because I know where the floor is. But if I look up, you know? And then I got thinking, there's, I'm starting to feel some spiritual principles coming in here, okay? So, um, totally to walk with confidence, it's crucial for me to look around, to open up my vision, okay? That has to do with vision. Other thing I mentioned, I was going to tell you about trust. So trust, and maybe you'll agree with me, maybe this is your experience, but this is what I've discovered about trust. Um, It's not based on what I see or what I sense But what I know to be true. I mean literally getting up here her bless you, you know you guys I mean just I have to trust that if I screw up and fall over they're gonna catch me and I forgot to send them a check in the mail, so I've got to trust them, right? Um, so uh, in spite of what I see or sense Forget it. It's not about that. It's about what I know to be true, okay? Second of all, uh, trust means that it's not necessarily safe, but it's the right thing to do. It's not safe. may not be safe, but it's the right thing to do based on what I've been shown. I mean, they would show me literally, this is what you need to do to walk. We'll show you how it works. This is how it works, and we want you to do it. Great. I'll just sit here and pray. Thank you. No, you're going to get up. You're going to grab the walk or whatever, and you're going to go on down the road. Thirdly, it's not about fearful hesitation, but faithful advancement. Not about uh, fearful hesitation, but faithful advancement uh, from what I've been taught. Okay, great. So trust must be regularly applied and to my advancement every single day. So that's vision and trust. It it takes vision and trust daily, religiously, repetitiously. Vision, trust, vision, trust. You know, one foot in front of the other, that kind of thing. Um, In fact, they call it something very, I'd not heard of before, um, a firing and wiring. So firing of your brain. Uh, God has given us a wonderful Oregon up here between our ears. Uh, most of us have one, okay? Um, but uh, if it's been damaged in a certain way, it needs to recircuit. The wiring has to recircuit, so they say, we want you to fire it to rewire it, okay? Okay, say firing, and wiring. Okay, that's good. So that's what you're supposed to do for your brain, okay? If it's been damaged, so that it'll function as it should be again okay so what in the world does this have to do with spirituality i mean i came to hear a sermon what i I didn't come for a biology physiology class so what does it have to do with about walking with god well i'm here to tell you i see it as the same thing same principles same principles uh, as for uh, you know, walking with God, you have to have absolute continual application and advancement. In, in, with walking with God, you have to put one foot in front of the other and just apply what you know, okay? So it's going to take some vision um, and trust. You have to fire and wire your faith as well. You have to, maybe your faith's been damaged. Maybe somebody's tromped on your faith. Maybe life has tramped on your faith. But to get it recircuited again, you've got to fire it. You've got to use it. You've got to exercise it. You've got to exercise your faith, fire it and wire it over and over and over until it becomes able to function again like it's supposed to function. Vision. I need to look around. I have to have open vision. I have to say what is father doing? What is God doing if I'm just concerned about me myself and I the unholy trinity And I'm trying to walk in and just looking right down in front of me Of course, I'm going to be discouraged. Of course, I'm going to be depressed But if I look around and say God's at work over here God's work over there, then I'm encouraged I remember when I first heard about the merging um, uh, I was really excited about what father was doing in marrying two bodies together And that's us today by God's grace. So we are some at church. That's wonderful I mean, that's what father's doing. So I have to look around look around. What is father doing? Uh, and then at the same time um, I need to trust I have to apply uh, the faith that's been given to me that's and uh, you have to do the same the faith that's been given to you apply it to your daily circumstances every single day apply it keep firing it so that it gets wired right and healthy and whole and complete again that's what you have to do so you could take my word for it and walk out of here and go like great so we finished really early no Or you could say, what does God's Word have to say about it? You should always, 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 I don't care whether it's Pastor Travis or me or anyone else, uh, in saying things to you, you have to look at Scripture and say, does Scripture say that? Okay? Um, And yes, indeed. I I want us to just float around in Scripture some. I don't have it up on the screen. My apologies. Um, All I want you to do is... You can either borrow a Bible next to you or look and see that somebody has one and actually get to know them and say, do you mind if I look over your shoulder at your Bible? Or you can also just write the references down, okay? And we're just going to go through them. There's far more than passages I'm going to give you. But I want us to start in the Old Testament in Isaiah. It's honestly, it's a passage many of us have heard before. But it's still, it's a good one. It says in Isaiah 40, beginning with verse 28 through verse 31. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. I know I've gotten some of these words given to me in a get well card. You know, or something at the hospital. Do you know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the earth, at the ends of the earth. He will not grow weary or tired. Um... And he increases the power of the the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Um, And then it goes on and says, But those who hope, or those who wait upon the Lord. It means the same thing. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Okay, great. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will... Come on, walk and not be faint. Ah, cool. Awesome. That's what it says. So first thing, let's just all get this straight. Uh, You may get weary and tired. God won't. He won't, okay? Just know that. Uh, In fact, believe it or not, you might be thinking that God has worn himself out on the person next to you, okay? (laughs) But he hasn't. He's not growing tired, Or weary even though you feel it okay also another thing that's really important to understand is that he will strengthen you Uh, he will uh, do that no matter what whatever it is that you face in fact uh, he he may help you run through it he uh, may be making you soar over it and even walk on it so here's the hard news (laughs) truth is lesson for everyone here walking is what we do <laughs> so we're supposed to be walking okay we may, we may not be pretty but we're supposed to be walking we're supposed to be making an effort right marion we're supposed to be walking right um we go back a ways and i remember a time when neither of us had one of these kinds of things, okay? But you're still walking in the Lord. I'm still walking in the Lord. Uh, Walking is hard, okay? Turn to somebody and say, it's hard. Just turn to somebody right now and just say, it's hard. Okay, it's hard. So can we all agree it's hard? It really is hard to walk, okay? Um, You know, spiritually, for sure, it's hard to, to walk. Uh, th- there is also in this uh, plenty of words about walking in the Psalms. If you were to just go through the Psalms, you'd find various references. I'm only going to mention two of them. The first one um, is found in um, Psalm 1, in the very first verse. Uh, altogether, it's, it says, um, blessed is the man or one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor in this, uh, uh, stands in, in the way of the sinners, nor s- sits in the seat of scoffers, but uh, their delight is in the law of the Lord. they meditate on a day and night, and then it uses this beautiful me- uh, deal, this is right through verse three, that the person will be like a tree that's planted by a stream. imagine that it's just and everywhere else is wilderness. But it would be like a tree planted by a stream. Uh, Its leaves aren't going to wither. It will continue to prosper. Okay. So that's good. And then some of you may know, uh, we all say we like the 23rd Psalm. You know that some of you might have even learned it in the King James uh, verse 4 of the 23rd Psalm. It says something like, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me and then you go on okay so walking okay so think of it this way walking with god um, is like god is like a shepherd walking with his sheep okay god's like a shepherd walking with his sheep very intimate say intimate intimate okay so That's how it's supposed to be with us. Very, very intimate. Then there's this other passage. We'll just jump into another prophet by the name of Jeremiah. And uh, you don't even have to look it up, because I'd have to use the table of contents to find it. By the way, pastors use the table of contents as well. You should use the table of contents, uh, unless you've got an app on your phone, which is cheating, and you just... (laughs) Plug in, that's it. Yeah, I see some heads nodding, but that's all right. I'm still old school. So Jeremiah 6.16 says, uh, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. Then it says, and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. Wonderful, awesome. Imagine somebody who doesn't have GPS on their phone okay and they come to an intersection and i could go to the left i could go to the right I could be whatever direction and i so i ask somebody what's the good way to go and they say that's a good way to go so you they point to it and you go and you walk in it you go that way and what the word of god says do that with god he'll show you the way to go And you're going to find rest for your souls that is if you really truly want that rest so walking with god is being obedient say obedient okay it's obedient true um obedient to his way not my way i don't know about you but you know i like to craft my own course oftentimes or many of us have chosen detours in our walk okay and we say ah And if you've hiked in the woods, you may say, well, I know the trail goes that way, but I think this would be quicker. Anybody tried that? I I have, it's just a dumb thing to do, okay? Um, That also isn't in this text. But it, it does say in the Bible though, that if I choose to not be obedient, if I choose my own way, I'm gonna end up walking, not in the light, but in the dark, okay? I'm gonna be walking in the dark. 1 John in the New Testament, 1 John 1, 7, we're told, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Great. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. Wow, we get a twofer in this one. So if you walk in the light, that means you get to hang out, fellowship with, struggle with, wrestle with other Christians who also are trying to find their way. And if you've messed up like I have no no, I happen. I'm I'm a perfect person How many? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say how many of you believe that if you do you shouldn't just talk to my wife But uh, bottom line is we all need to have our sins forgiven, right? So the blood of Jesus we have if we walk in the light so such obedient intimate walking with God uh, In the light uh, it takes vision great awesome Uh, But there's one other thing A vision's not enough To walk with God to have vision. That's not enough You need to spiritually see Okay, you need to spiritually see so maybe you've got 20 20 physical vision, but what about the spiritual sight? Um, and then and then less we think we've got it all together uh, in the New Testament at the very end, in 1 John 2, uh, 9 through 11, it talks about being a hypocritical Christian. I talked to somebody the other day says, I don't go to church anymore because it's just a bunch of hypocrites go to that church. And I said, true, there are a lot of hypocrites in church, and I'm one of them. So, welcome to the club. Okay, so, but it does say this, uh, whoever he is... who who says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him uh, there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother uh, is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not uh, know where he's going because he's blind. I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd rather not be blind. Thank you very much. So Christian, to keep... From Being blind. We need to have our eyes spiritual eyes opened up to look around us to see what's going on We have to have vision and see so as you walk with God Are your spiritual eyes open? Are you looking around and saying what in the world is God doing over there? What's God doing over here? What's God doing over here? Maybe you can't see God doing a darn thing right where you are right in front of your feet as far as you're concerned God's not doing a work Maybe is maybe isn't but this I know he's busy in his kingdom and his kingdom is all around us So we need to look and see what he's doing learning to walk with God takes daily application of open vision as well as absolute trust In spite of the debilitating Circumstances situations right in front of you, okay? Uh, Vision though isn't enough. You also need to trust If you're going to walk with god, so if you're going to be trusting him the old testament has a whole bunch to say about trust One passage that I would encourage you to read sometime is psalm 37. Let me just read a couple of verses from psalm 37 Um, In verse 3 it says trust in the lord and do good Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in in Him, and He'll make your righteousness shine. And on it goes. So, so God's going to give me the delight of my heart if I just ask Him. Well, it does say, "If you delight in Him." So, if you are following Him, if you're loving Him, if you're saying, "Lord." Uh, I want to go where you want to go, and it'll delight me to do that. And he says, good, so what's the delight of your heart? That's how it works. Then, of course, there's this wonderful proverb that some of us, maybe even as children, uh, were encouraged to learn by heart. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I don't know if any of you, if that rings a bell, but it's a good one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths make your path straight so i don't know about you but i got ton of understanding (laughs) don't you i mean you've been around this planet long enough some of us have been longer on this planet than others of us and we will not point any of them out but That we have a lot of understanding so we're constantly told to trust God and don't lean on your own Understanding you have to acknowledge him you have to trust him and he'll direct your path He'll tell you this is how to go so to trust you see for us as Christians it's not an option It doesn't mean when I get enough faith, then I'm not going to have to trust him anymore listen The time you don't need faith is the time that you breathe your last on this planet and you breathe it in his presence, period. Until then, I have to trust, you have to trust. I have to have faith, you have to have faith. It's just the way it works, okay? There's no pretty way to say it. It's just the way it is. So it's not an option. It's actually a necessity, okay? Learning to walk with God takes daily application of of, uh, open vision and absolute, not conditional, not uh, maybe this, maybe that, but absolute trust in spite of right there in front of you, the obstacles, the barriers, the things that inhibit your forward progress. So my question to you is what right now are you struggling with? I don't want to know only God knows um, What is it that you're struggling with? Um, what is it that right now in a sense hinders your forward progress in life? Um, are you depressed? Are you? Um, discouraged about the future You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring um, If that's so if that's you today, maybe that's where you are. I know that's where I am. I daily have these kinds of things come up. Um, the question is, is the Lord your shepherd who is actually calling you? You know, is he, is he uh, calling you by name? Is he leading you? And importantly, if so, are you following? See, it's one thing for the Lord to call. I mean, I don't, of you parents, they have a growing youth, and you say, person's name, I want you to do whatever, and they say, just a minute, mom, just a minute, dad, and this is like the fifth, just a minute, you know, that never settles well with parents, right? But we sometimes do that with God. We say, ah, I hear you calling, but when I get my life together, I hear you calling my name, uh, but after I first do this for me, uh, I hear you calling but I'm not listening, la di da di just distraction, distraction, right? Uh, if that's where we're at and we're not listening, then we are more likely starting to walk in the dark versus walking in the light. Um, do you, or maybe, maybe this is you. Um, I'd rather, based on my own understanding, uh, persevere and pers- persist in my own strength. I'm going to finesse my way through life. Anyone who's older <laughs> has already learned that you lose your finesse uh, by, after about age 30. You can't finesse your way through a paper bag anymore. Okay, so now it's a matter of I've got to be wise. I have to use my wisdom. I have to use what God has shown me at this point. And, of course, all of us are wise in this house. So are you... Basically saying I'm gonna gut my way through life. I'm gonna white-knuckle it my way through life I'm gonna try to do my best my way my way my Frank Sinatra came up with a great song about that one But uh, is it I'm gonna do it my way Uh, or are you gonna say? My way doesn't work anymore I'm tired of my way. I'm sick and tired of my way. I'd rather Go with God. So I'm here to encourage you, wherever your situation is, whatever the story is, that you take your first step with God, walking with him by taking your first step with Jesus Christ, his son. You just say, Lord, can't do it myself. I'm tired of my way. I am terrified of the future. But this I know, I need the good shepherd with me. He not only goes with me, but he goes before me. He not only is with me and goes before me, but he's also my rear guard. I'd rather have a God that's like that. Uh, So if that's you, you're saying, okay, one step. But then the rest of it is one step at a time. It's like one day at a time. If you look way down the road, you're going to get depressed. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to say, can't do it. If you look down at your feet all the time, God's going, like, I'm over here to the right. I'm over here to the left. I'm doing a new thing over here. See what I'm doing? And look up, by the way. I'm right here with you, okay? That may be what we need. Maybe that's what you need. Um, And you may find yourself saying, wait a second. I signed up to follow Jesus two decades ago. I can give you the date, the time, the hour, the worship service that I gave my life to Jesus. It's been hard ever since. So I'm here to tell you it's gonna continue to be hard. But you, won't, you don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to even do it on your own strength. You have to trust the Lord for it. So my guess is, and I'm just a young guy, by comparison to some including my mother who is 95 says you're still young that's great awesome Um, I have a lot to learn I'm still learning I'm still learning to walk with God I submit to you I'll probably be still learning to walk with him when I breathe my last I pray I don't give up learning I pray for you that you also Take your stuff, look at it, face it, lean into it, but don't do it by yourself. Ask the Lord to lead you in it, and he will, and he does, and he doesn't quit. He doesn't get tired. Even though you feel you can't take another step, he will be your step. Let's pray.